Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a Monday show. Helping you start your week off right. Let me move some things around. Get uh, get everything all set up. Sliding into mission control at the last possible second. Keeps it exciting, right? <laughs> Hold on, let me... Gotta be able to where I can see everything, get everything all set up. So, welcome to Break the Cycle with DSD. I am your host. I am uh, Dwayne. I am uh, not a therapist, nor am I an attorney. I'm an individual much like you that's been through a tough experience where I've developed some tips and techniques that I use to help me, that I share with you to help you get your life back, break the cycle of abuse, minimize the damage, strengthen relationship with your kids, and just help you get through this whole experience. Be careful throwing around diagnosis. Remember that only a licensed professional in a clinical environment can diagnose an individual with a personality disorder. And as we've come to realize, talking to experts lately, it can really get you into some trouble when you start playing therapist. Now, I understand that you can learn about the behaviors. You can learn about uh, what they do and the ways that you can work around it, but just be very cautious going around and saying, you know, oh, my ex has NPD or, or BPD. Like in my situation, my ex has never been diagnosed with anything. <laughs> so, and according to her, she is perfectly fine. <laughs> Anyways, on that, if you like what I do here, you can uh, support the channel by becoming a channel member. Go over to youtube.com slash divorce. Look for the join button. And when you do, you get special badges, custom emojis, name listed in the credits, and member-only events, and access to the member-only section of the DSD Discord. So, appreciate all the people that have taken the time to, uh, to do that. If you want to get the SMS notification so that you don't miss a show and you're in the United States and or Canada, you can text DSD Live to 844-598-0012, 844-598-0012. And the phone lines today, uh, as long as I did it correctly, are open. If you want to call in and ask a question and participate, you can do that by dialing 1424-373-5483, 1424-DSD Live. If you're outside of the United States, or you have toll calling and you don't want to pay, you can scroll down in the description of the video and there is a link to do a uh, web interface, which will not cost you any money. So on that, hopefully everybody is doing outstanding this morning. I'm just getting all my stuff all reconfigured. It looks like the text did go, did go out today, which is outstanding. If uh, any of you guys are on the mailing list, then you got the email from this weekend that uh, as of right now, Dr. Amy Baker is scheduled to be here on Wednesday. So if you have questions that you would like me to address with her for the one hour, we will have her email those to me. Uh, that would be your best bet. Now just Dwayne at dadsfivingdivorce.com. If you got the mailing list, just reply to it, and uh, I'll try to consolidate that. I mean, I already have a, a good list of, of things I want to go uh, go through with her, but if there's something specific that uh, you'd like me to cover, let me know, and if I can work it into what I have, we will put it in there. Wow, somebody got up early <clears throat> to dislike the video. <laughs> That's outstanding. 
Debbie says, uh, Dwayne, is this your 100th uh, cycle or break the cycle? This is the 100, actually, yes, it's the 100th version or uh, episode of the podcast. So there was like 40 some odd before I switched to this format. 43, actually, okay, I don't remember how many number, how many there were, but there was a number of them before. And uh, then I started doing this, but yeah, total in total, this is the 100th episode. Anyway, so I do have some some points I want to discuss here in a moment, but I'm going to just uh, look and see what's going on in the comments. Mia says, Monday, I'm all ready to go back to sleep. <laughs> I love that. That's funny. And then Jamie says, good morning or good Monday morning. Hope everyone has a wonderful week and enjoy your day. Thanks. Appreciate that. man. This is the reason why I, the United States is such a pain. Tim says, I got the wonder of getting my income imputed by the court, even though I've been un, unemployed due to COVID for five months. Last year, the ex reduced income by 35% and got a pass on income imputation. Hey, um, Tim, I would double check that. Uh, look to see if you can appeal it. Uh, if you don't know Alex Falcone, um, I would recommend you check him out. Let me see if I can pull this up over here. Whoops. Trying to type on my mixer. That's funny. All right. Let's see here if I can go. All right. My screens are all over the place. So if you head over to, let me turn that off. Uh, Check out the proper person. He has a lot of information on that. You might want to reach out to him as well. He, uh, there's a potential that there might be a statute that you could appeal that to say, hey, wait a minute, this isn't right. Uh, oftentimes, an attorney won't do that. They'll be like, oh, sorry, dude. You know, we tried. Didn't work. You know, um, I know I was talking to someone the other day in the UK, and uh, the it reminded me that over there, Whenever you get in that situation and child support stops, they don't, they don't turn around and go, no, you could make more. You could be doing more. We've decided that you're, you know, you're intentionally not doing that is so messed up, dude. Just try to keep your head up on that, you know, and just, I, I know how irritating that has to be. As I've mentioned in the past, that's been one of the fears that I've always had is that something would happen and they would be like, man, well, sucks to be you. You know, you still, you know, we're going to still pretend you make what you used to make and we'll just leave the the support as it is. And oh, by the way, you'll have to deal with all the consequences of that. But Tim, don't allow it to break you, man. Don't, you know, I mean, I know, I know it's going to feel like it will, but, uh, you know, it, Try to stay on top of it as much as possible. I would try to fight it, though. I would appeal it because I'm sure that depending, I mean, like even in California, they pull that crap here, but my understanding, I've never had to deal with this, so I don't know for sure. But my understanding is that there are, uh, that they can't, that that doesn't follow the statutes that you would be able to, to potentially, okay. And you do say, I am going to the Court of Appeals on it. I have been watching Alec for years, a proper person. Okay, so had I saw that, but for everyone else who doesn't know about Alex, check him out. So, yeah, let us know how that goes, man. Man, 
Ugh, that's so annoying. <laughs> oh, I get it. I I was looking, I'm going, what? Probably his ex-wife. What you mean you guys are talking about with the thumbs down? Yeah, I don't know. There's somebody who who really just you know, it's it's either the same person or, you know, or maybe there's just every once in a while I get this random person who hates it. But it's like if you look at my videos, I generally have one or two thumbs down. It's pretty funny. But uh hey, I'm not everybody's cup of tea or a carafe of coffee, as we were talking about the other day. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, it says nine here. Uh, Tim says nine hearings on support in two years. It's just the most recent, not broken, just irritated. Yeah. So here, here's the, here's the reality of this. If, if your ex hasn't been scared off from court either because of the cost or because of a ruling that that basically made them nervous, that is probably the last area that they still have the opportunity to poke at you. And if they feel that it works and it's low threat to them, unfortunately, oftentimes they will do it as often as they possibly can just because they can. Like for instance, if I remember correctly in California, which is where I'm at, the last time I talked to the Department of Child Support Services, if you don't go to court, and you, which you would, that'll ultimately send you to court. But if you wanted to start this process for for free, basically, you can every. I think it's every six months is what they told me. It's either six months or every year. You can go back and ask for a readjustment. So, anyways, anyways. It's just crazy. All right, I'm going to grab that here in a second. But first, I just want to, I, I had made some notes last night. So let me go through these. Hopefully they're coherent because <laughs> I was tired. And I, I got an email from an from a individual who got into a relationship with this, with this lady who had kids, you know, he was convinced that the ex, <clears throat> excuse me, that the ex was a deadbeat, you know, piece of garbage. And the guy, the old, the dad of the person signed the kids over to this guy. He had a handful more children, a couple, maybe three with this, with his wife, plus the two that he adopted. And just recently he realized you know, the whole thing was a facade. So the relationship is disintegrated. Now he is going through exactly what the previous relationships had, had, uh, had gone through. And I can remember going through that same mindset. I mean, I didn't adopt anybody's kids. Um, for, for us, the only children we had were the ones we had. But you gotta, you got to be careful of beating yourself up for not seeing who they were. It's really hard whenever you're in the midst of this situation and everything's starting to come clear and you feel like such a knucklehead, but you have to reconcile the fact that you are now the person that they described from the previous relationships. And that was really tough for me. I mean, when I thought about it, I'm like, oh my God, I'm just now the latest line of quote unquote jerks that have been mean to this person, meaning my ex you know, made their life hell was abusive and scary. And 
and all those things. And I completely, well, I won't say what, what a lot of people say, um, you know, captain yada, yada. I completely was white knighting, you know, I'll never do that to you pumpkin. You know, and I, and I think a lot of times we figure that whenever someone's been through a horrible mess, that if we're there for them, that they will be loyal. They'll see that they'll respect that. And it will be incredibly valuable and it will strengthen the relationship and will be the greatest for each other, which often isn't the case. Because typically when somebody is damaged, they don't think they deserve better. And as a result of that, if, if you are the best person in the world, they are going to sabotage it because deep down they don't feel as, as though they deserve it. So, the thing is, if you're in the beginning parts of this, you're already going through a tremendous amount of pain right now. And you absolutely don't need to levy any more onto your plate, right? I mean, you're already being attacked from multiple angles. You don't need to attack yourself from within. So don't, you know, maybe put that on the back burner to deal with it later, especially if you're in the midst of the, of the firefight, so to speak. But sitting there and beating yourself up saying, oh my God, how did I not see this? I'm such a bonehead. You know, how could I have trusted this person, confided in them and everything, and now they're the enemy. Now they're taking all that intelligence that they gathered over the years, the decades, depending on your time frame, the two decades, as in my case, and then use every little ounce of information that they can to try to basically destroy you, or at least put you in a state of fear that you give them whatever they want. The thing is, you just have to hunker down, prepare for impact, then assess the damage of whatever happens and whatever they do use, whatever they try, and then pick up the pieces and move forward. It's just, it's so tough whenever you have somebody that you thought was a different person, right? You believed the false narrative. You believed the love bombing. You believed the mirroring when they were telling you and being telling you everything you wanted to hear and showing you everything you wanted to see. And then when it starts to, to, to fade or whenever they cannot maintain it because they can't, you make excuses for it and you try to get back to what you were at before. The reality is this is hard. And that's, that's, an, that's probably the most colossal understatement of the morning you're probably going to hear. But we do get through this. We do grow from this. You know, out of the ashes, the phoenix will arise. You will arise out of this yourself. And once you're able to heal those wounds, you're going to be a much stronger much more emotionally intelligent person who will not be in a situation to where you can, you'll be, <clears throat> excuse me, put in this situation again. I was talking with, uh, with basically a client, I guess, the other day, and they were having a relationship issue and they were standing up for their boundaries. 
they were putting, you know, they're putting their foot down on what was important. Not, you know, not unrealistic demands, but like, look, this is what's important to me. This is what I need. And I understand we need to work together. And when the other person wasn't willing or able to come to the table, was able to make an intelligent, emotionally mature decision to say, okay, not what I want, would, have, would prefer a different outcome. But you get to the point where you recognize it. You, your codependency will diminish to where you're not going to put yourself at risk or emotional at risk, at least, at the very least, because you've been there. You've done that. You've gone through all this. If you experienced it, you're not going to put yourself through something. I mean, like, like that's even for me. I've gone through a 20-year marriage that was a train wreck. I'm not going to do it again. I am not going to be with somebody who who does that type of stuff again. And that is tremendous power and peace. Now you have to work through everything to get to that point. That's not something that you just like, okay, watch a couple of videos, read a book and I got it. I mean, it helps, but it's going to take some time to really bring that, uh, bring that into, into the, uh, into your life, you know, make it part of the, part of the system, Part of the system. That's not the right word I'm looking for, but part of your new programming, part of your new subconscious. Mia says, I, I blamed, I blame myself for not seeing it. But after that, I know I was the one that cared and my love while wasted on him will come back around. Exactly. Right. And then once we realize that people like this are out there, they don't, um, uh, not that they don't, we recognize it. We see the we see the red flags, we see the the issues, and you can make a, a, a much better decision. I see that the collar dropped. Sorry about that. I was just getting ready to go to you as well. So if you want to call back, call on back. MFA says uh, don't, uh, DSD. We do we don't choose to make them an enemy. You know, I remember I had a conversation with my father early on to this, and, and he said, you know, it was your, the person you love the most in the world. Now they are your arch enemy and will do everything to destroy you. And I remember at the time when he said it, I didn't really believe it. Maybe deep down I did. Maybe I didn't want to believe it. And I hate to say it, but it's, it's true. You know, when these people switch, it's almost as if, they're a spy from a different country and they tell us everything we want to hear. They use everything to get every little bit of information they possibly can. And then when, in war, and then when the war comes, they use all of it to if, inflict the most damage they possibly can. It's like a surprise attack. You know, it, 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 it You know, it catches you whenever you're not paying attention, like Melissa was talking about that the other day. And uh, they they basically, when you least expect it, they launch and you're just you're you are sitting there going, what in the world just happened? All right, I do have a caller. It's on the web interface. So let me go to that. Hello and welcome to the show. 
Hopefully. I hear nobody. Testing one, two, test one, two. Darn the luck. And they were from India as well. So I apologize that that did not work. Uh, I guess sometimes, sometimes technology fails us. All right, let me look here. Oh, man, my glasses. I need to clean my glasses. I changed my... I did a new configuration, so I'm, I'm still trying to figure out if I like this. So let me check the comments. Whoops, I was getting... LJ says, uh, DST, Narc X mom doesn't call the kids or ask to see them. She is doing what her son is. Had to had the nerve to complain I don't bring the kids to see her. She doesn't even call. Hey, they are masters at taking nuances of situations and making it about them and how you're the bad person. So, and you you do not have to do anything that you don't want to do. If you want to take the kids over there so that they can see the grand grandmother, great. That's what you want to do. If you don't want to do it, great. You don't have to do it. Only do what you guys are comfortable with. Don't be guilted into doing anything. Don't do anything you're not comfortable with. And if it doesn't feel right to you, then don't do it. LJ says, uh, during separation, I reached out all the time, begged her to talk to him. Her response was, quote, he's a grown man. I can't tell him what to do. Which technically is true, but that's a, wow. I mean, no wonder, you know, I mean, if that's the, if that's the type of house household he's, he was raised in, no wonder he's acting that way. Okay. We got another caller here. I'm going to grab that in a, in a, in a, where actually I'll just go ahead and try to grab it right now. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, Dwayne, it's I Tumblr. Hey, how's it going? Uh, not too good. Um, so, question. Well, it's kind of like a, I'm going to kind of give a little story. Not really a story, but this morning I, um, well, tomorrow is my, my trial. It's supposed to be like three days. Right. And uh, the GAL, the GAL just came out with his report this morning. I just read it like as I was watching your show. Okay. And uh, basically, yeah, and basically, he's recommending that um, the the narc mother retains uh, primary custodial, uh, being the primary custodial parent, and also uh, reverting my my parenting time, which the judge has already given me. So it's just discouraging. <laughs> it's yeah. So discouraging. Well, have you? Do, I, I mean, can't. Are you, are you representing yourself or do you have an attorney? I can't remember. I was representing myself and, um, okay. I have an attorney now and he's, we went through pre-trial prep work yesterday uh, for the whole day. And I was pretty exhausted from it just because I, I just absolutely hate getting into this stuff. And, but oh, yeah. I know that he's gonna, that he's gonna do a, a decent job because he understands the case pretty well. But, um, yeah, pretty much the JL, like he's, um, he pretty much minimizes whatever the ex does, but then explode, like explode, like I don't know how to really just, I don't know the right word to say it, but basically 
anything that I do, it's like the biggest deal in the world. <laughs> right, right. So it's uh, that's my biggest regret was ever getting a GAL and paying for that just because he has been nothing but a problem. <laughs> nothing but an advocate for your uh, ex. Exactly. There's really no basis for his uh, his recommendation. Just anything that I do, it's like a it's like a huge deal. But whatever she does, which are bigger things like alienating me from the child for seven months, it's just like oh, well, there were she was insistent on getting a temporary. I mean, like a temp, like a like a court order uh, parenting schedule, and I'm like, wow. See that that's the problem. <laughs> and then he just said that I. I want to say that's the problem with with a lot of these people is that, you know, they don't, they don't either, they don't want to, or they can't see the effect this has on it. And, you know, I mean, of course, right. I mean, until you have a, 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 even some type of temporary order, there's no reason to, to do with anything. And it's so stressful. So you just don't, you know, you don't acknowledge the person until there's a court order. I mean, it's, it's frustrating because it defies logic. But to them, I mean, it's almost like talking to your ex, right? When you try to explain something to them and they just kind of, you know, you say, oh, hey, the sky's blue. And they're like, no, no, it's purple. And you're like, look at the sky. And it's like, what the, f that's what, you know, you need to get your eyes checked. No, my eyes are fine. Your eyes need to be checked. Right. I mean, it's just that it's that type of type of uh, interaction. You know, I mean, I, I wouldn't, right. you know, don't, don't just accept defeat yet. I mean, you still have your trial coming up. I know. You know, a gal is not a, a mental health professional. They're basically just an attorney, right? I mean, in your area, or is it different? Or do you, or do you um, know? They're just an attorney. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they're just an attorney. They don't really know. Um, he's basically like, um, so he recommends co-parenting counseling, which I think everybody from outside that sees it can say like, yeah, probably y'all need to go to, go to some co-parenting counseling. But the thing is, is that it's like he recommends things without really taking into account like, hey, you have child support. Hey, you have bills. Hey, right. you have um, you have an attorney you have to pay for to even get your basic rights to your own kid. It's like you tell the, these things to these people and they act like like they just look the other way like that. Like that's not a real problem that you can't pay for everybody. I'm paying for him. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I'm paying for like all these different things. And it's just like these people act like, well, well, that's not my problem. So why would I, you know, why would I uh, worry about I mean, it? Why do I know? care? It's not my problem. <laughs> yeah. Why would I, why it's not? Well, yeah, and then they, and then they look it, so. at it because I mean, everybody's in the same boat, right? I mean, your complaint is the same complaint from the guy before, from the person before that, the person before that. I mean, and it's just, they don't have the empathy for it and they don't, you know, I mean, they don't, they're not experiencing it. They aren't dealing with the injustice of it all. So I know right. that's a blow, dude. Just, I, I've had those myself where yeah. things would come up and it would just be like, just felt like a mighty blow. And typically, at least in my situation, it, it tend to work out. Okay. Um, just stay focused on, on the, you know, focused on the mission objective. Uh, yeah, this is a, you know, this is a, a, you know, a skirmish that you didn't anticipate me using my normal military war type references. And, uh, yeah, you know, don't use it to de demoralize yourself Just say, okay, well, didn't, it, you know, was kind of hoping that that wasn't going to be the case, or at least the guy would come back and say 50, 50, what state are you in? If, if I, can I ask her, if you don't want to say that's fine. 
No, it's fine. I'm in Georgia. Oh, oh okay. That's right. So if I remember correctly, you've told so, me that they still yeah. kind of lean towards the mom there, right? If that didn't didn't you say that before? Yeah, 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 yeah. They definitely do. And but the, the judge gave me a lot more time with what the jail was willing to give me, and so she did. Um, and now he's saying that my time should be reverted. It's just a very lazy. It's just a very lazy recommendation. Well, just because, and you know, I mean, you're getting ready to go step. into a trial. So the, the gal thing, I mean, if you were just going back in to a hearing and it was all just to look at the gal report, the GAL report, then, I mean, I, I would, yeah. you know, you could be a little bit more nervous. But but this is just one piece. Now, you know your ex and her attorney are going to turn around and try to, they're going to try to fall on the sword on that report. But I mean, I'm, I'm oh, assuming yeah. with this trial, you have your own people to come in, you know, your own people who are going to testify about how the way things are. Um, do you have any mental health professionals on your lineup or no? Yeah, there's nobody. Um, oh, okay. I was going to get her, um, her anger management. I was going to get that, but now that it's too late for that at this point. So, um, I'm just, going. I'm just, well, Here's the thing. He's he's went against me before, and I steamrolled him. <laughs> I pretty much like just over spoke him in court, and okay. just pretty much just enhanced my my issues that I had. Um, this time, I have an attorney to do that, and he, we're supposed to get on a call later to discuss, you know, what our next step. Well, and, and you just need to make sure that he's, he's going to approach it the same way you were before, <laughs> as opposed to going in there and thinking, okay, well, you know, we're not going to fight that fight or we're not going to play at their level. Um, I mean, if you're comfortable, I mean, it's like they, you need to make sure, I guess what I'm trying to say is you need to make sure that your attorney and you, you and your attorney are on the same page and that he's going to approach it in the manner that you are expecting him to. So. Right. And we did all that yesterday and now Good. we have to talk about it again because okay. now this is new to us. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, this, I was just letting you know you and every all the other listeners know this has happened before to me where I've had these setbacks, and while it's very discouraging and very upsetting, it is not the end. And nope, it is not. There, there are going to be next steps that I, yeah, there are going to be next steps that I will take as far as getting this resolved. And you know, I, I am not going to accept this. Good, I will not accept it. So just letting everyone know, like that is that that you should have. Yeah, you're a human. You're going to get upset. That's just normal. But don't have your focus still on the objective, which is your child winning and that's you winning. So, yeah. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for sharing that. And sure. again, for your, t- you always have good tidbits. Uh, and I, pr- I mean, even in, in that hit that you're t- dealing with right now, to have that clarity is awesome. So, thanks for sharing. Thanks so much, Dwayne. Have a good one. You too. I think, and that's, that's really the key, right? The, the key is to not, you know, let this stuff break you. I mean, we've had a couple, I mean, that call, the comment from before with the person who is being imputed wages that he doesn't have because of COVID, you know, there's so many times that, that things don't go the way we think they should. And you just have to pick the pieces up, find out what your options are. Like while well, both of these people are basically planning on if it doesn't go the way they're anticipating, looking for ways to appeal it or do something to try to undo it. Too often we think and are told in family court 
that this is what happened. Well, it sucks. We tried. We lost. You know, now just pick up the pieces and 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 at some point you might have to, right? But don't just accept it verbatim. I mean, or f- just on face value. Double check. Understand that a lot of attorneys are not going to want to go up against the the judge or fight with the other attorneys because that's that's the playground that they're in. That's who they're going to have to deal with. You know, they'll finish your case and then, t- you know, in the, after, the next day they'll be back in front of that judge with someone else and they're trying to make sure that they don't, they don't want to get into a situation where they, you know, have a bad reputation and, and a judge is just trying to rule against them just because, right? I mean, they're, it's, it's screwed up. The reality is if you watch Alex Falcone's stuff, what actually seems to happen is the opposite. It's like once they start being held accountable and they realize that, oh crap, you know, these other people are going to play by the rules. I got to, I got to play differently. But the thing is, is that people who are trying to do their career oftentimes are going to pick the path of least resistance for themselves. So it's frustrating. The whole thing is frustrating. Um, I, let me just check the comments. It looks like I have another caller. I'll grab that after I just make sure that I don't miss anything. Let's see. Matt says, what's the difference between the gal and the person who performs the forensics? Depends on what the forensics is. Are you you talking about finance? A gal is a guardian ad latum and it's typically an attorney for the child. Actually, I see Oswell say that. Uh, I'll pop, pop this up. So basically it's someone to represent the kid or the children and to have their legal voice. So instead of it being in in theory, instead of having, okay, mom's attorney has got the slant for mom, the dad's attorney has a slant for dad. So in theory, this, this, this guardian and I'd light him. And if you haven't seen the interview I did last week with Melissa, I would encourage you to watch that because this specifically comes up. And uh, the, the idea is, is that you'll have somebody who's neutral, who's only focused on the best interests of the child and what, they, what would be good for them and representing their legal interest. But you have no idea what this person's baseline position is coming from. If you get a GAL who thinks that the kid should be with the dad all the time, and you know, maybe they'll skew that way. If they think that it's the other way, they'll skew a different way. I think, you know, I mean, especially from that conversation with Melissa the other day, I would uh, try to stay away from that as much as possible. Let's see. All right, I'm missing some of the conversations. I am going to go with the next caller, area code 2269. Uh, Hello and welcome to the show. Hi, Dwayne. It's Bill. Hey, Bill. How you doing today? Hey. Oh, good. I went to court last Thursday over my ex-wife getting the PPO on me again. And because uh, I asked her to get the kids tested and fix the lie that she told at the child psychologist's office that I didn't have CPS supervised visitations that was court ordered. She was just keeping the kids from me for 42 days. Um, I called her out and she overreacted and she got a PPO. So right. uh, we got a PPO hearing. Well, uh, I... What I did was I did from when the last PPO expired in April until the one that she got the the end of September, I gray rocked her 
and I took it. All the abuse, all the crappy stuff, all the gaslighting, the baiting, I just took it. And every text, we only communicate through text messages. All right. I, I won't get within 100 feet of her. And okay. I won't, uh, I won't talk to the kids. I won't do anything. It's only text messages. If she has a flying monkey, contact me. I tell, I'll just text message. That's all we do. Okay. What I'm trying to say is that I had six months of absolutely perfect communication with her on my end of the stick. Okay. okay? Then I find out that she's been making the children lie to everybody about me, the school, the teachers, the teachers won't even look at my face. They, they think I'm a monster. Right. Um, I find this out through the children, and then I, I, I see my opportunity. I call her out through the text messages. I ask her to fix the lie, which I have proof with the CPS report. I ask her to stop doing this and, and stop making a mess of everything. Wham, I got the PPO. I go to the, in front of the judge on Thursday, and basically what he sees is I've got a pattern of really good behavior. Right. And then all of a sudden I asked to get a problem fixed and I got the PPO thrown on me. Right. So he came, he came up with this conclusion. This is, I'm still stunned. Uh, he wants psychological evaluations done on both of us. Okay. He wants me to pay for hers because um, I took her back to court in June and asked to get her psycho ballot. He said I didn't have enough proof. Oh, okay. So he's, he also wanted a parenting plan submitted with it. So I was like, okay, fine. And then I went and I got a parental evaluation done and I was waiting for that report. But let me tell you, that guy's been on three months now about finishing that up. I'm still not, I don't have it, but right. anyway, let's move forward. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the way that those offices are. Okay. Cause they just don't care. Um, yeah. Anyway, what, what I'm going back to is the judge, the judge said he firmly knows that if I hire a psychologist or she hires a psychologist, that the 90% of the time they're going to side with the person that wrote the checkout. Oh. And he stated, I want you two to go to my PhD golfing buddy and get your psych eval done there because I trust him. And, and I want you, sir, to pay for I it. <laughs> yeah, both of them. And I want you to pay for both of hers and yours. Oh, that's hilarious. Now, this is what he said. Oh, you're going to love this. He says, this is voluntary. And he says, the one that doesn't want to do it shows me what kind of person they are. And the one that doesn't want to pay for it shows me what kind of person they are. Oh, dear God. I have a, I know I love the judge because at least he's honest. You know, yeah. I mean, he put her out black and white. Did and she even, says, did she even, re did she here. even recognize or understand what was, what was happening? Or not. My ex? Yeah. She was, oh, she was just angry. I mean, I, she was real quiet. She was just angry. Uh, and she didn't do anything. I could just see her boiling. The um, well, That had to be fun. Basically, in a nutshell, the, I didn't enjoy it, I'm telling you, because I know she's going to do something after this. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know that uh, there's more, yeah. There's more to come. Happen next. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's not over with. So anyway, she, she has to agree to this. If the if I pop dirty on the PPO, the PPO stays. If she pops dirty on the on the test, the the, the PPO will I get it I get it kicked off. Then after we do that, we're going to get into the parenting. He doesn't want to test the kids at the moment. 
he doesn't want to do anything. He just wants to get psyche valve done to see which, what he's dealing with is what he wants. And as he stated, I want to use my buddy because I trust him and I don't want anybody to tell me or offer me some other place. We're going to use him first to get this going. Uh, He said, clearly the two of you can't communicate over anything. Uh, what I want to say is that you're, if you if you consistently make mistakes, if your ex oh, is yeah. able to gaslight you or, or target you or make you react, they're going to use your reaction yep. against you to prove to everybody how horrible you are. Yep. You're going to have to take the abuse. I've got yeah. six months of my son punching my daughter in front of me, lying to me. Uh, I mean, this, scratching the car, ruining the lawnmower, deliberately doing horrible things to yeah. me. Just to get me angry so that uh, I'll, and I won't take the bait. I just, I, I just documented it all. And then when I flipped it on her, you know, she says in the PPO that the kids don't act like that with me. They just act like that with you. Right, and my right. kid won't do homework with me. And he's failing school. I, you know, you're struggling. You go to the school, you talk to the school. They look at me like I'm the one that's causing the problem, trying to make right. her look bad. Right. So what, what I'm trying to say is that where we fail in helping our children is our reaction. Oh, absolutely. We want to fix it. We want to own it. And we want to show our responsibility. And we cannot stand it when our child is being turned against us. Yeah, exactly. Okay, they're going to turn your kid. They're going to turn your kid. There's definitely going to be an impact. It's going to happen. There's not, you can't, you can't do it. Even if the, it doesn't matter if it's just in visitation or they've got, you know, they've got all the overnights or whatever. The kid will be turned. Time is irrelevant to these people, okay? What I'm trying to say is that you have to have a plan, an action plan, to be able to go from here to there. Yep. And when you send the text message to them, you send it to the judge, and then the judge sends it to her. You want – I dated it. I even said, in the best interest of the kids, can you? And I repeated this consistently and get her used to it as, as part of, uh, you know, this is normal for his behavior. Right, asked, right. Can we get the kids tested because of their acting out and having problems? She texted me back, saved it. And I said, this is why I want to get the kids tested. She, you know, saved yeah. it. I got my proof. I'm going to show it against you. That's basically yeah. what she did. Well, the judge saw that. Yeah. The judge saw that. And he didn't, he didn't like it. He didn't like it. He, she didn't say, well, what's going on with the kids? She didn't say anything like that. So what I'm trying to say is that those little things like that add up. That they all add up of broken behavior. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and you've got to you got to lay the, lay the ambush out. Exactly. Lay the ambush out for your proof. I, it's, you have got to be the target. You yeah. have got to be the target. You can't fight. You cannot fight not being the target. Your job is to take it. Yeah. Take the bullets. Take the hit. And you, they document, save it. It's going to kill you not to talk to the kids when well, they say, you know, yeah, mom yeah. says that you drink in a closet. Right. I remember <laughs> you mentioning that. But see, you I know? mean, the thing is, is like, I mean, what you're talking about, I mean, it, it's, it's what I always talk, I always say, pick your freaking battles. You know, you, you could have fought every one of those things that you were talking about. You could have got into a, 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 you know, a back and forth with her. And when the judge would have looked at that, he would have said, you, you guys are both knuckleheads. This situation sucks. I'm going to, I'm going to err on the side of caution and believe, you know, believe your, your ex and you kill yourself. It's like, guy, you know, just, I'm going to just say this, pause for a moment and just say to everyone listening and watching, 
you have to you have to focus on the end game like like I tumble, like the caller right now is talking about you oh, have yeah, to yeah. You, sorry I got you confused but you got to you you got to focus on the end game not what's happening right now not getting your vengeance right now not holding them accountable right this second it's build that pattern of behavior so that you can then walk into court like you're talking about and have it be crystal clear to the judge to say oh oh okay I think I see clearly now. And I mean, man, you nailed it. You nailed it. Awesome, man. It's, you, you, my attorney, my attorney told me, don't provoke her. Don't, don't. And I'm thinking bull crap. And, and, and then I got the PPO. And then he's like, I told you not to do this. And I went, wait, wait a minute. I'm paying you money. And I know better than you. Look, we need to go to court. I, uh, I'm waiting for this stupid psyche valve. And when I get to back, I'm going to file it. But I, I was like, forget this. When I found out oh, that yeah. she's been making our children lie to everybody. No, you, has, you, you, know, you, school year starting. You played her dude. I mean, and you did it masterfully. I mean, I, cause even when you mentioned that before, I was like, Oh man, you know, that's a, that's a risk, Dwayne, you know? Dwayne. But you you had the long Dwayne, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, Dwayne. I have to disagree with you. I didn't. I didn't play her. I'm sorry. That it's, it's, you got to refer to different words. What I did was I used her behavior to track her and show it to a judge. Exactly. That's that's it. Okay. I mean, may, maybe I oversimplified it, but that, exactly. You recognized your enemy. You yeah, understood I, I, what I, was going on. You knew that she was going to do this and bring it up there. And you knew you had six months worth of information that you were going to be able to bury her with. You know, you basically got into a situation oh God, where you're like, judge. how do I, how do I get this in front of the, in front of the judge? And, and you've made us, I understand why your attorney was saying, oh my God, don't do that. What the hell are you thinking? But it was, you know, you, you yeah, there was he, a, it was a good, it was a masterful play, man. I'm impressed. It was. I, I mean, I'm still, I, I, I'm still in shock over it. And what the judge said. Now it's you know, risky, me. right? I mean, you could have that could have blown up in your face, but, uh, but you know, I yeah, mean, it's I a calculated risk. Me, but yeah, yeah. But like I told the judge, anyway, the, the only thing that changes with the PPO is that to be exchanged at the police station. Yeah. I said the only thing that changes is that now I don't text her. We go through attorney, and it's going to cost us money. That's the only. Everything I sent yeah. her can go through the attorney's office. There's nothing inappropriate. Right, right. I didn't attack her. I yeah. didn't say, I didn't name call her. I didn't do anything negative. So what I'm trying to say is that when you're communicating, stay a hundred feet away from that. Yeah. Person. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, only make, only make the communications about the children. Um, I would say that it, pretend like the judge is going to see every text message or every email. Yeah. Oh, oh, um, you absolutely have to do that. Man, you I did. You, a police body cam. I remember you mentioned that. I document this stuff with the children, and and remember, just before the kids go back, they're going to act out, and then two yeah. hours before the kids go back, they're going to reset. They're going to communicate with you on a, a more truer level. Right. And for the first three hours, you get the kids or whatever. They're going to be gaslit, and they're yep. going to do the, the other parent agenda. So anyway, I'll let you go real quick, Glenn. But, but I want to say it's awesome. You're going to have Amy Baker. God, I love that lady. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I need to, yeah, I mean, it, barring any problems, we got it scheduled. It's, it's already on the calendar, so, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And it's, I want to say that it's her book that helped me formulate to catch my ex's pattern and drag it in front of the judge. Oh, I'll have to remember that, that and bring that, that up yeah, then. Because, All right, man. Yeah, because false allegations with a PPO, you, you know, that's some serious stuff. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. You're able to use, yeah, you're able to use that against your ex for doing it. And they're able to get away with it. If we show our negative reaction oh, yeah. of us being oh. gaslighted, it will... It's a trap. They own it. They exactly. We're to them. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what they're we're trying to do. We're to them. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks okay, for calling. Thank you. All right. Best wishes. Bye-bye. Yep. Man, that was... You know, I, I was, I was, as he was starting that story, I'm like, okay, is this going to be bad or is this going to be good? And it's like that, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. You know, it's, it, and I, it's, it, everyone needs to take that away. Is it our take, the takeaway from that is we have to make sure that our responses don't hurt us. So often, I've, I've seen this. I had a friend of mine who's, whose son was, our stepson was going through a divorce and he was about ready to take the phone away from, from the guy because he kept texting his ex saying stupid things. It's like, you know, we, we, every one of us has to be in the long game for this. And if we make mistakes, it's going to send us down one way. And if you do other things, it sends it down the different way. Oh, man. That was cool. I'm looking forward to see what, what ultimately happens with that. I see that there was a question. I doubt I'll be able to find it, but let me scroll back. I know we're starting to run. Well, not, we got 10 minutes. We got a little bit of time. We still have time. Let me, uh, where, oh, where is this? Um, moderator Debbie highlighted this, and I just wanted to see if I could find it. Okay, I'll just read it. Basically, it was from Blue, and it says, may I ask how your home was distributed? Did she buy you out by refinance? In my situation, the home was awarded to her, and uh, she was supposed to refinance it. But what happened is, is she stopped paying. And since I was still on the note and still on the lien, uh, it destroyed, well, I guess effectively, it destroyed both of our credit. But uh uh, yeah. So whenever we finally got to the point where that's the way it was going to go, um, she, uh, yeah, she just stopped paying the, pay, stopped paying the payment, which is really weird because initially I'm like, look, you can have the house. I'll give you the house. I'll make the payment. We'll deduct the payment off of whatever the ransom is that I'm going to be paying you and your alimony. And then you'll have this house free and clear plus, plus walking around money. And once that market turns around and you can sell it for a profit or whatever, or break even or sell it, you're good to go. And uh, uh, which probably had she waited, she would have had, uh, Jesus, probably right now, maybe $90,000 in equity, maybe a hundred. But that's what I wanted her to do. And I did. I did actually want her to do that, right? Because I didn't want to screw up my credit. And I didn't want to screw up, you know, all the stuff that goes on with that. No, she stopped paying whenever I freaked out because I got a letter from the from the bank saying, you know, if you're having trouble paying your bill, you know, sign up for our different plans. And I called them up and I'm like, hey, um, why the hell did you send that to me? It's like, well, you didn't make your mortgage payment last month. And I'm like, what? You know? My attorney right wrote to her attorney. It's like, hey, you didn't pay the freaking bill. And they actually they actually had the audacity to write back and say, well, if if the payment is so important to you, then just pay it. And I'm like, and I, I mean, I'm smiling right now 
But I was, I was basically in a rage. I'm like, you're taking all of my money now. I don't have enough money to survive, let alone to give you another $1,200 a month to pay the freaking bill. I'm, I, that would have been probably every dime I had left at the time. And I wouldn't have the money to pay my rent, pay, buy food, pay for anything. Well, if it's so important to you, just pay it. Oh, man. These situations are just, you know. The thing is, oh, they they will win. They will have their, you know, they'll, they'll get the mighty blows in first. They'll do their Pearl Harbor attack and uh, be sitting, you know, high on the hog thinking, ha-ha, I'm winning. Just keep your head down. Have the perseverance. Don't make the mistakes. And most of the time, they implode on themselves. And the bobblehead just falls off and rolls down, you know, falls off the dashboard onto the floor and then gets stepped on. <laughs> oh, my God. Pretty funny. Anyways, I, I, well, at least it was funny to me. You guys have to let me know if that was entertaining or whether I, you're like, oh, crap. Dwayne just lost his mind. DSD went off the rails. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Blue says, LOL, Dwayne. So I like that. Um, okay, so John says, uh, DSD, they did that to me. Then the attorney said to me, I need to sell the house. I told the judge the attorney will not see a penny from my equity. Yeah, these bloodsuckers, most of the time, they want to get your... your uh, accounting so they can see, well, how much money is there? How much money do these people have? Ooh, they have a retirement account with $100,000. Okay, there's $100,000 there. Ooh, the house has, you know, equity in it. All right. Well, so now we're dealing with maybe $150,000, $200,000. All right, this is going to be a war. You need a gal, a custody evaluation, a financial or a forensic accountant, and then the second you run out of money, you guys should settle. This has been going on long enough, you know. I could keep fighting this, but you need to pay the, the $5,000 balance for this last month. But attorney, I don't have any more money. You've already taken, you know, $100,000 from me. Well, you know, it's, it's oh, 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 it makes my eye twitch. <clears throat> Anyways, I digress. Ah, oh, let's see. What else we got going on here? Man, it, it's, you know, I mean, I know this is this all a serious topic and I'm trying to add some levity into it. Uh, but, you know, it's really, I, 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 what I hope you get out of this from, from seeing me is I was, I'm, I'm there with you guys and gals, everybody in here. You know, where you're at, I've felt those emotions. I've felt the anger. I've felt the bitterness. You know, the 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 devastation, the, the the betrayal. And I didn't think that it was ever gonna be possible to get to the other side of this. I'm like, how am I ever going to let the pain and anger go on this? And, and how am I ever going to have a life? I've lost everything. Everything's been destroyed. Everything's been screwed up. You know, the kids are constantly getting messed with. I remember feeling 
completely frustrated because it's like, I'm paying this person, meaning my ex, to, let's see, we're an hour into it, to fuck with me. It's like, this is insane. I'm paying, in order to pay her attorney, but even after that, I'm paying her a ton of money in support. And it's like, she doesn't have to hit a lick, doesn't have to do anything other than sharpen her spears to throw them at me. And I'm like, what in the hell? You know, you got the kids pleading, being the surrogate, you know, them coming in and taking their little finger and going, boop, right in my eye. I remember not sitting right here, but being in this house and just thinking to myself, oh my God, I've divorced the ex. I don't have to let her in my house, but I feel like I have three little surrogates that are like her little robots here. It was, this was devastating. Okay. My point is this, my point is, is eight to nine years later, I think nine years separated, a little over eight years, a little over nine years separated, a little over eight years divorced. I checked on, I checked the dates the other day and I'm doing pretty good. Has anything changed? Well, okay. Two kids have dropped off, but even before the two kids dropped off, I was doing really good. I was happy. I'd made my peace with the disaster of the previous two decades. Actually, we're rolling up on three decades now with it. And I took my life back. I'm like, look, I am not going to allow this person to screw with my head even anymore. It doesn't mean that she stopped. It doesn't mean that, that we're not in this stalemate. It doesn't mean that she's not screwing with the kids anymore. All that stuff is still happening. But I was able to come up to, I was able to make my peace with it, make the decision that I'm not going to allow that BS to occupy my head anymore and send me down to the pit of hell. We get to choose if that, if what we're going to do, right? I'm not, not minimizing the, uh, uh, the effect that these people have on us. They have a tremendous effect, you know? I mean, when they start throwing spears, there's a, an effect to it. If they start taking, you know, trying to drag you back into court or whatever, yeah, there's a problem with that. But, you know, it's like you can just say, okay, I'm going to let this screw with me or not. What I look at it oftentimes is, I, I mean, I've never been in jail. I have a squeaky clean record up until all the false allegations, but that's a different story. But I kind of look at it like, okay, you know what? If I was did something that I, you know, and I, I exhausted all my appeals and they send me to jail and I'm serving a 12-year sentence, well, I got to hunker down and do my time. And that's kind of what I looked at this as like, okay, you know what? At least I'm in my own house. I mean, I have some freedom. I'm not, you know, I'm not locked in a cage, even though sometimes it feels like we are. And I just, you know, focused on that. All right. On that, on that rant. Thank you guys for hanging out. I appreciate it. I do want to say thank you to all the channel members who helped make this happen. If you uh, are so inclined, I'd appreciate the support because it helps keep the lights on and everything. Guys, take care of yourself. I will be back tomorrow. And uh, we'll do this again. 